Everybody, welcome to another episode from Boys to Men. I'm your host here, Mr. King, and I'm back to you another episode from Boys to Men. And yo, I got a special, 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 special guest on today. Man, he's the vice principal at Camelot Academy. Is he, is he a vice principal, right? Oh no, never no, mind. I'm, <laughs> the, I'm the I'm the principal now. Oh my bad, my bad. I had a correction. Uh, the principal of Camelot Academy. He's a member of. Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated, entrepreneur, the man that wears every hat and <laughs> makes the women say woo when they come around him. But uh, without further ado, I'll give y'all Mr. Chris Wooten. <laughs> What's going on, man? What's going on? How you been, man? We can. Give me a few minutes. I've been good, man, trying to balance life with fatherhood and work and keeping getting the business up and off the ground and running man but everything been good no need to complain about nothing how you been bro man i'm blessed man you know everything coming to fruition you know ah. hard work we put in early on in life is finally coming and to flourish gotta, hey. gotta be a peacock i'm about to be on peacock man i about to say but before we go any further man much congratulations uh on your success getting on that stream man i, I seen that sacred hearts in the Hop on Peacock. You should have been on the big screen. Millions of people go get to watch you, man. That's that's major. Man, thank you, thank you, man. It's been a, a long time coming, and it's something I learned from hanging out with you and your fraternity. Perseverance. And that's the one thing I really picked up on. Like sometimes you know you get to a point where you asking God, are you telling me I need to stop and do something else, or are you testing me, tell me do I need to keep going, or how bad I want it, mm. and. Hey, with a lot of guidance from y'all and everybody else, I made it to where I'm at today. That's right. But let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, let's go ahead and give you a little background and stuff. You tell the people who you are and what you do, where you're from, all this stuff. Uh, also, got to show out uh, your college. You also got to show out your, your alma mater, your college and everything, too. You know. I got you. So, uh, Chris Wooten, originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, Two-time graduate from the Florida A&M University. Um, been in Pensacola since 2012. Uh, been working at Camelot since I moved here in 2012, kind of worked my way up the ranks. I have my own nonprofit called Thoroughly Immersed, where we mm -hmm. focus on easing burdens and eliminating barriers for educators in um, Escambia and Santa Rosa County. Um, recently, started a catering business with a very good friend of mine bruce carter called gq cuisine hands down got the best barbecue in the city that's without question i ain't even I gonna, I ain't <laughs> go too much into that that's without question hands down got the best barbecue in the in the city um and also had an opportunity to be a be a part of the omega lamplighters for many years i was part of the Initial startup plan with uh, Brian Freeman and Andrew Maxwell, Vanessa Angel. Well, we were part of that initial dream team, uh, that initial group that kind of bought the Omega Lamplighters to Pensacola. Um, right. Definitely honored to be a part of that and kind of contribute to that legacy as well. Oh, yes, sir. Hey, he done a lot. When I tell y'all, they done a lot at work, especially with the youth and everything. Everything he just basically said contests to exactly that. <laughs> 
exactly that. But let's go ahead and get into uh based on what you were just talking about, man, being the foundation, being like that role model to people, because every job you do, you have somebody looking at you for inspiration. And I know that can be a burden on some people, but you know, they say God give his toughest warriors to his strongest soldiers. (laughs) Man, listen, I got a friend who always tell me, you got a big back. God gave you a big back because he knew he could handle, he knew you could handle it. I said, boy, I need to lose some weight. I'm trying to get smaller (laughs) then because he's giving too much sometimes. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how to get a little back. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it, it, it definitely get, get heavy, man, but I don't think I would have it any other way, honestly. Um everything that that I do and everything that we do, we do it with with genuine with genuineness and with, with purpose. You know, um I'm not sure if you know, but I did sorry, not I we did two or three food drives um, where we gave away like 20,000 pounds worth of, worth of food Thanks. over over at the school. We didn't get us, we ain't get a chance to do it this year because um, school year just kind of been hectic. You know, super short staff, we got a high, high vibe, high number of kids. Um, but last year, the year before that, we definitely got to do food drives where we literally had a, a reefer truck, a, a refrigerator truck on, on campus and literally Gave away twenty thousand pounds worth of food two different times. Dang. Fed easily over five hundred families. And, and that's um, a blessing. That's a blessing, right there. Yeah, man. But I mean, you know, it's a it's a blessing to be a blessing, CJ. It's it's a blessing to be a, a blessing. But that's like as I've kind of grown and kind of found my own way, found my own pace. In life, I've come to understand that a big part of my calling is to be a blessing to other people. Um, what's major for me, and what what my wife always tells me is like she's like you. She's like she always tells me I have this this gift where people kind of are drawn to me and people believe in me. Like everybody wants to help. Everybody wants to do something to help and wants to do something to re, to to relieve and make an impact and make a difference. A lot of people don't have the outlet, just don't know how to. And what I've come to find out is I've kind of created those opportunities that gives people an opportunity to help. You know, when we did those 20,000 pounds worth of food, I had almost 50 volunteers. That's 50 people who got to get out in the community and help and do it and have an impact and do some good. You know what I'm saying? That's hard to get 50. It's hard to get five. It's hard, it's hard to get five. Listen. <laughs> and hard to get think, one. But that's what I think she talks about. But she's like, when you put something together, when you put a call to action out, like people come, like people believe in what you do. And I don't know why people believe in me. I don't know what I've done uh, to make people a lot of times have that faith in me or kind of, um, you know, have that desire to work with me because they're not working for me. We're not getting paid. They're working with me side by side. You know, I'm definitely a servant leader, but I'm a boots on the ground kind of guy. I don't know why. I've been chosen. That's been, been my calling. But every time, man, like I just put it out there. I don't put an ad in newspaper or anything. You know, I put it out there to the people who I know and I turn around and it's 50, 60 people. It's 50, 60 people ready. <laughs> up, up, up there ready to volunteer. <laughs> that, and, and that's that's something that's attested to your character and leadership qualities. So 
like I said, not everybody gonna just follow anybody. Yeah. If they don't believe in them, they don't see where they trying to go. I'm telling them quickly no. So right, hey, yeah, because <laughs> a lot of people that they want to have that role or that title, mm-hmm. but not take on the responsibility and know how to get them to that point. And they see that, and you you actually you you got that 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 guidance. Man, I don't even know how I got it. I didn't try to turn down stuff so many times. I'm like, I don't, I don't want the title. I don't want the role. I don't want to be in the limelight. I don't want to be on the on the front page. I just, I want to be the guy in the back, behind the scenes, kind of orchestrating things. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? And kind of putting people in a play. I don't know how I keep getting put up there front front center because I definitely don't be asking for it. Hey, definitely don't ask for it. And that's a, I think that's a true calling of a leader because. The people that don't really want to be out there, but want to everybody else shine, that kind of shows like test your character and what a leadership quality that a leader really have is not about him. Because it's like this, you understand that if it fails, it's gonna come back on you. It's just a seed mm-hmm. is gonna be on them. Us, it's gonna be us. us. Yeah, it's us. It's gonna be us. Yeah. So that's I, I understand that whole part completely because I think that all comes into like leading to your entrepreneurship. Like you starting the catering company and everything else too. So let's talk about that a little bit. Cause hey, I'm gonna let y'all know I had on the barbecue. <laughs> I had on the barbecue at the uh the trailer premiere of Sacred. Yeah. I I, hey, I was the first person to walk in with a plate because they were starving <laughs> us back then. <laughs> hey, I was like, shoot, this is gonna be a repeat of the time when we were shooting it on set. They had food in front of us and we couldn't touch it. I said, nope, today is not gonna be that day. <laughs> hey, today was not gonna be that day. I came in with a plate. Everybody's like, oh, what's that? I was like, I said, go over there to GQ. <laughs> yeah. I so appreciate it too, man. We we've been blessed to kind of pick up quick and, and pick up fast, man. Like every opportunity that we've gotten, no matter how big or how small, we've been sure to put that same passion behind everything that we cook and everything that we deliver. Right. Right now, we're in that drive phase. I want every single person that can taste our cooking and our food to taste our cooking and our food so that the word can be out that, oh yeah, GQ Cuisine got the best barbecue in the city, hands down. Hands down, they got the best, they got the best barbecue in the in the city. Um, so, you know, that's that's kind of the phase that we are in. Um, the entrepreneurship the opportunity came to me, 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 and, me and Bruce, um, something that we always kind of talked about. And, you know, if you talk about something long enough, it kind of just start to kind of naturally come develop, together, and de- and start develop. to develop, start to come come together, um, and, and it's crazy because GQ cuisine was kind of getting out there. So this just something else, and this ain't me brag. I'm just thinking about it. Do you remember when quarantine first happened? Yeah, and <laughs> kids wasn't going to a school. Yep. And so the the population of students that I serve, a lot of my kids, if they're not eating from school, a lot of my kids are not eating. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of my kids depend on the food that they get from school to eat. And so the um, school district, they had um, like a, a few satellite schools that were giving out um, meals and like bags of things to go home and prepare. Like they was giving out bags like Kraft macaroni and cheese and ramen noodles and stuff the kids go home to prepare. And what was kind of bothering me and what was troubling me was, I know for a fact, I have some some kids that 
don't have microwaves. I got kids who may not have working stoves. I have kids who may not how to, may not know how to prepare ramen noodles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I'm like, what about the kids who are just hungry? You know, if I'm if if I'm hungry, don't don't give me something I got to go home and make. If I'm hungry, feed me. Give me something I can eat. So during the quarantine time, we pulled out the grill, went and got some hot dogs and some hamburgers. I took some money from Thoroughly Immersed, went and got some Capri Suns, some chips, some Rice Krispie treats, and some to-go plates. And we lined up, went out to one of the parks, lined up, put out a little flyer, and we had lunch on the go right in the middle of the neighborhoods. You can come and get a hot dog, a hamburger, bag of chips. And we fed the the kids. I was only feeding kids though. Oh yeah. <laughs> you sure walked that. up as an adult, you was you was dead water. You you was dead. Yeah. If you pulled up with a car with seven kids in it, I was giving you seven lunches for them that kids is. to eat right there, right now. So we did that like two or three times, man. I think the last time we did it in uh Aries Park. Oh yeah. And we fed over 300 kids and people was driving up. People was coming from Montclair to get it. People was coming out of Aries to get it. Um, and then I got, I think I'm pretty sure I got cited. They were saying that we were kind of doing like a, we were promoting gathering, even though it was a grab and go lunch, you know. Um, but that was, that was one of the first times when GQ Cuisine was able to kind of highlight and put themselves out there. And it was, Weird because GQ Cuisine was putting themselves out there on a community service basis. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what we represent. Long before GQ Cuisine had ever made a, a dollar, GQ Cuisine was believing and in putting back into the community and giving back into the community. And I truly believe that those kind of actions came back around and multiplied itself 10, 20, 30, 40 times over. You know what I'm saying? And blessing us with the opportunities that we're having now, bro. I believe that too, and I, I ain't lie. Yeah, it, it it's, it's it's so funny because that's one thing. I rem- all right, I don't know if you remember, because it was one time I was at a meeting with y'all, and y'all said something to us as a group, and it stuck with me for the rest of my life. I'm not even gonna lie. It was you know Maxwell, Max. Let's look. Y'all was like, take y'all money and start your own business. And go do your own thing, and y'all could flourish. And I always looked at, it, I was like, okay, yeah. But it was always more than just doing stuff for ourselves and stuff. That's right. Yeah, I, I ain't never like doing nothing just for me. I did stuff for the people. And then yeah. it's funny because I realized where I get this from now. It kind of trickled down from me watching y'all so much into everything I do. It's even like this podcast. It's this. I looked at. It, I was like, man, this is. People are like, oh, you see you doing things with pocket. I was like, man, this ain't for me. This for these kids that need guidance because I don't want them to end up in the same position that I was in years before, even when I was in a teenager. Like, yeah. not having nobody to talk to. Like, un- to help some- them to understand that somebody already been through it and understand what they're going through. And it- it's-, it's funny to see that, how that people pull together and like y'all real focus still on community. Yeah, same, same like morals who y'all are as a person is the same morals y'all have for y'all business. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It ain't you know you can't fake the funk on uh, some stuff, man. It's either in you or or yeah. it's not. I tell people all, all of the time you can you can put on the front for a little while, but at the end of the day, you can't run from you. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If, if that's who you are, good, bad, or indifferent, that's who you always going to show yourself to be at the end of the day. Yeah, that is true. Oh, yeah. Also, another tar- part of your entrepreneurship, y'all hosting uh something in February. Even though it's, the Mardi it's, a, good, it's a good season. Uh, I remember <laughs> when I was in college, uh, I used to travel with some of my friends to Tallahassee and everything yeah. for the Mardi Gras party. And y'all bringing that here to Pensacola. I think it shook up the whole atmosphere again in Pensacola. Let's talk about that, though. Bringing Mardi Gras to Pensacola. <laughs> so... So the Mardi Gras ball, um, that is that's our our top fundraiser for thoroughly immersed. Okay. A lot of people don't don't know that we we put it out there, but you know, a lot of people just see the ball, see the opportunity to have fun, which is about, but the Mardi Gras ball is actually a fundraiser um for thoroughly immersed for us to be able to do our tools for teachers event and give back to teachers um throughout the school year. But <clears throat> the Mardi Gras ball all, all came about. It's crazy. So when I first got my master's, I moved to New Orleans mm-hmm. um, and, and I worked for the Southern Poverty Law Center for a whole year. And in that year living in New Orleans, I had the opportunity to experience Mardi Gras as a, as a, in its truest fashion. Yeah. You know, school shut down, second line parades, uh, the, the uh, Zulu ball, like, Oh, Mardi Gras God. was, 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 yeah, it was massive. And so when, when I moved to Pensacola, I'm like, dang, Pensacola kind of celebrate Mardi Gras, but it wasn't nothing here for us. Like, yeah. it's, it's the, the other stuff. Right. It was, the other, it, it was never here for us, man. And the closest thing that, that I saw was the mall ball. And that really wasn't for us. Never was. And so, again, me, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going, going out on faith going out on a limb, you know, like, man, I got thoroughly immersed. We need to figure out a way to raise some, some money. Cause I, I need a way to keep being able to do this stuff for the, for the teachers. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on the Mardi Gras ball. I'm gonna put on the Mardi Gras ball. And of course I make a few phone calls. I called the, the usual crew. Yep. And, and, and before I know it, he gonna say the day flyer, he gonna four venues, go visit them. This who can do your decorations. Here go this, here go that. I'm like, oh my God, y'all didn't even give me a chance to even. Nah, you said you want to do this and happen. And literally, man, Mardi Gras Ball has been a premier event since it has started. The very first year, it sold out. Next yeah. year after that, it hit COVID. So we didn't have it. The year after that, I was nervous about bringing it back. Bought it back, it sold out within like three weeks. <laughs> Yeah, after that, it was golden again, sold out again. So this year we are, we uh, actually moved it to a bigger venue. We, we moved it to the Shriners Temple, um, just trying to expand and grow. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, four was ever, back was never. So yes, just trying to constantly keep applying that pressure and, and continue to deliver a quality event, you know, all with the understanding that the, that the purpose of it is to be able to raise funds, give back to the teachers and to the educators and the Scambia and Santa Rosa County, man. So the Mardi Gras ball, what'd you say? So the uh, Mardi Gras ball, like I said, something that, the Mardi Gras is something that I start toying with it in my mind and I verbalized it a couple times and next, next thing I knew, it was rolling. It was rolling. <laughs> I had, it was rolling. I had, the same, I had the same thing happen to me. <laughs> but and I, I'm gonna be honest, bro. Nothing that I do or have done 
would have ever been possible without the support of my circle of, of friends. Yeah. Like, those are the true people who, when I say people talk about people who just like believe in me and kind of push me, like, those are people who be like, dang, who said he want to do this? That's a good idea. Let's do it. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. Nope. Who you said you want to do it? We believe in you. It's happening. Okay. Like, those, I tell you all, all, all of the time, you know, um, it is extremely important to be mindful and to pay very close attention to the company that you keep and to your circle of friends. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because your circle of, of friends, you can tell a lot about a person just by the company that they that they keep. Yeah. You know, and I I pride myself and value myself on being friends and, and staying in touch and staying close with, with people who we are constantly pushing each other to strive for greatness and to strive for more. You know what I'm saying? There's there's never any com complacency. And there's there's never any uh negativity, honestly. There's never really like no, no, no negativity. We're not sitting around talking about people. We ain't sitting around talking about the, the uh what what's what's your podcast ratings rating? Uh I was just asking if I could cuss or not. <laughs> yeah, you can cuss, you can cuss. I'm I'm cleaning up a little bit, but you know, you can cuss too. We well no, nah, I mean I we we just we're not sitting around talking about people or ever being involved in the BS. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like we are, we are truly when we're talking about something, we're talking about ideas, not people. You know what I'm saying? We talk, and, that, and that's the that's the difference between millionaires and people that's trying to strive for something and the people that want to stay where they at. Because yeah, bro, we they, they, we they, are that chewed up grass that <laughs> they, that chewed up grass the BS. <laughs> we constantly trying to strive to get it. You know what I'm saying? And we genuinely support one another constantly you know constantly 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 and we circulate business amongst each other just being for real and that's good though you and know that's how that's how communities grow you know we 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 practice group economics amongst our very small group oh, always yeah. always and that's that's a blessing because i realize what you said, really, the company you keep is a big thing. Yeah. And a lot of people, they asked me why I started hanging out by myself and just doing my own thing. It's because not, not to the people I was around, I just realized they wasn't on the same page of stuff that I was trying to be on. And in order for me you to grew. grow, I had to, yeah, I grew them, yeah. I grew them, I grew them. Like, I, I say what's up every now and then, but, I don't still hang out with them like I, I would. And, and it ain't nothing wrong with growth, brother. And it ain't nothing wrong with outgrowing somebody. Don't ever apologize for growing. Don't ever let nobody make you feel bad for, for growing or making a, a positive change. People always, you know, people, oh, oh, you change, you act different now. Like, Hell yeah. <laughs> yep. You think I worked this hard to, to stay the same? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You think I bust my butt? You think I overcame so much you think i didn't had trials and tribulations and, and 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 had to cry and pray long nights and you think i had to do all that to stay the same nah that yeah. ain't how that works you know what <laughs> i'm saying i was just saying that the, uh i said that to the day or last night i was talking to uh somebody on the phone because somebody brought some negativity so i said man you know what i don't work too hard for where i'm at right now to get to where i'm at right now so i can't let a little person coming in trying to disrupt me on my path, stop me. I was like, I'm just gonna go 10 times harder. And I gotta go 10 times harder. 
because man if you understand how this all i like same thing happened with my podcast that happened with like the old mardi gras idea i was talking about it and these kids i went back to uwl i was about to finish up my degree which i finally did okay thank you <laughs> hey and then uh people that was in my group that i work with found out there's a studio on campus that we can use for free and they got all the equipment in there the dude said hey there ain't no excuse no more you need to get in here and make it happen he's like i'll come <laughs> he said, yes, i gotta come here with you for the first part well, i'm coming here with you and after that i got into my rhythm and it was for them from boys and men wouldn't never happen that's what it's all about. Sometimes, you know, we got to be, be pushed to greatness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you, whoever that brother is, you got to keep him around, bro. Oh, yeah. I, I, I told him the same thing. I was like, everybody that was with me from the beginning, even though they kind of had their own things going on, I said, there always going to be a spot put on that from boys to men, no matter what. I was like, if we... If I had to bring him back up to speed on how we're doing things, that's one thing. I can keep, I can do, I do that. But you believed in it before it was even, even anything, before you even off the ground, before, when it was just a thought, you believed in it. So I got you to keep you. Got to keep, keep around. Oh, yeah. But oh, what, so what day is the uh, Mardi Gras ball on? Mardi Gras ball is February 11th. Okay. I hope, hey, I hope you get light and pull up on us, man. Okay. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Hey, I'm trying to get everybody on this podcast, I'm trying to get the whole cast on Sacred Heart to come and come out and support this charity event. If y'all come, let me know, get y'all a table or something. We'll make sure we set it up, give y'all a shout out. We got the live band coming from Mobile, um, Jonesy and the Crown Jewels. We got the DJ, like, we just, it's always a, a good time. Oh, yes, sir. Hey, the, the lady that do my hair, uh, they all been talking about the Mardi Gras ball already. Yesterday when I was getting there, getting my hair to be twisted, that's like, yeah, I gotta hurry up and get my dress for the Mardi Gras ball. I gotta get my. I was like, I was like, yep. I said, yo, hey. I said, I said, should I get there? I got a gold uh, tuxedo jacket for my movie premiere, so I can already come right. Oh yeah, go <laughs> ahead, break it out. go ahead, break it out. I might have to break it out again. At least I ain't waiting more than one time. Oh yeah, but oh, also, ooh, I know, uh, you, I know you got a busy schedule ahead of you. But on January the 28th, I know I was talking to you earlier before, uh, I'm doing uh, our live show from Boys to Men at UWF in the comments. If GQ would like, we can discuss prices off this camera for a uh, cater to event. Cause I'm trying to get the youth, I'm trying to get the youth to come in and be my live audience so they can get something out of it. I'm on, I don't want just lamp light. I just want all type of youth programs out there to come in. Yeah. So I said, if they can sit there and listen to me, we should be at least able to feed them. So, yeah, we are definitely right, man. And if it's something that I can do, I got you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, but closing remarks, closing remarks. What is something that you, what's your, your one message that you would like the youth or the people that listen to this podcast, this episode right here, to take away from this whole discussion? Um, I don't know if they would take it away from our the discussion today, but one message that I would love to give to the youth, especially to young men, is that you don't have to be what you have seen and you don't have to always follow or be a product of the environment from, in which you have come from. Um, very quick, quick story. 
growing up, me and me and my dad, I'll just keep it brief, did not have a great relationship. I went years without talking to my dad as an adult. I had a lot of built up hostility and frustration. You know, my dad was kind of in and out. Um, and he, he just, our, our, our relationship was, was tarnished. And I, and I think I'm, I'm, I'm stating it lightly. Um, and, you know, when you grow up, there, there's a common phrase that says we oftentimes become those things that we hate the most. Yeah. And, and so there was a point in time when I had so much resentment and so much uh, anger towards my dad. I could have very much so easily turned out and been a deadbeat dad. You know what I'm saying? I could have turned out and shot away from my kids and had broken promises with my kids and and everything. Um, but rather than go that route, I was de determined to be something different. You know what I'm saying? And I know a lot of our youth, a lot of our youth see a lot of bullshit. A lot of our youth exposed to a lot of bullshit. A lot of our youth are involved in a lot of bullshit. And a lot of bullshit is circulating from the adults first. You know, but I would just want my are used to understand that because you see it, because it's next to you, because it's in your household, because it's directly in your face, it doesn't have to be you. You can always choose something different. You know what I'm saying? Even though that may be the only thing that you know, um, there's always a different path. There's always a different route that you can take to give yourself a different kind of outlet. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's probably the biggest message that I would probably give to any youth, especially any young man. Um, I see it all of the time with our kids. And I tell my kids all of the time, like, yeah, I know your mama messy, your auntie messy, and your older sister messy. But you don't got to be messy. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. You don't got to be nasty. You don't got to be rude. You don't got to be in the in the streets. Just because that's what you see, that don't mean that has to be your outcome. You know, and a lot of times I feel like our youth fall, fall into this trap. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I see. That's what I know. So that's what I have to do. You know, and that's that's not reality. Yeah, hold on. Come here, fat man. What's wrong? He smacked me in my bedroom just like hitting back. My bad. Oh no, you good. This was all about. This was all about. <laughs> Come here. Tell me what's wrong. My bad. My my two boys being being boys, man. Hey, that's what it's all about. <laughs> Come here. Let me see. My bad, bro. Oh no, you gotta show the kids. Look, this this is what I, this is what it's supposed to be about. It's showing that part of it, being the wait, so hi. So that's Jackson and then CJ. Yes, sir. These are my two boys, man. These are my pride and joys. These are these are my these are my do something different. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. These these are the two things that made me make a different choice. And take a, take a different route and do something outside of what I had known for so many years. Yes, sir. Sit down. No, oh, well, you just kicked me in my face. So that would be Sado. Sado, so I can finish. Come on. So that would that would be my message. Honestly, it's just that you don't have to be what you what you see, you know, and you can kind of control your own your own destiny and your own out. Outcome. It might be different. It might seem foreign to you, but it's absolutely doable. Yes, sir. Um, and lastly, probably, I would, I would probably tell all of our young men get out of the habit of quitting. Yep. 
Uh, a lot of gents these days, if it ain't going how they want it to go, if it ain't easy, if it ain't coming at the moment that they want it, they ready to just throw in the towel and give up. You know, and I, I've had to explain to my wife several times. She's like, oh, well, if he, they don't want to play, if he don't want to do soccer, let's just let him quit. I don't I don't want to take him. You know, I'm just explaining to her, like, no, we're not. You know, he go, he go finish the season. Yep. Because kids who think that it's okay to quit grow up to be young men who think it's, it's okay. okay. And they grow up to be men. And then they grow up to be men that think it's okay to quit and to walk out and to leave a task or to leave something unfinished. You know, they end up being fathers who quit and husbands who quit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that ain't what we raised. They made the kind of young men that I want to raise. I, I want to raise some young young man who got some stick to itiveness and who know how to persevere. You mentioned that earlier, who know how to persevere and, and push push through. This, my bad, this joker here. You're good. You know, but those will probably be my two messages, man. Um, you know, just stop quitting and don't quit. Learn how to stick through, learn how to finish the task and see it through from beginning to, to end. You know, that don't mean you got to do it again, but that one task that you started to just finish it. Yes, sir. You know, and then that you don't have to always be, you don't have to be the environment, you don't have to be the situation or the scenario that you have seen and that you come from. That's, yes, sir. Yeah. Man, woo, I gotta say thank you, man, for coming on, man. Just nah, man, cut it out, man. You know it's love. <laughs> hey, you know it's look, love. look, I already knew whenever I had you on, it was gonna be an impactful message that someone gotta can resonate to. And no matter which age you at, it's gonna be something that you can resonate to. So I just gotta say thank you again for just sharing the the lovely message alone. And anytime I get a chance to be on, I'm definitely go go be on. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, yes, sir. Let me go ahead and get this closed out and everything for well, final remarks. I can, I ain't got nothing else to say because look, you said it all. You left it all on the table. So all I'm left to do is just do the outro. There you go. Y'all ready? Here we go. Look, like I always say before we leave these messages and these episodes, y'all got a dream, big dream, because small dreams have a little magic. And how big would you dream if you know you couldn't fail? And y'all got to remember this. Y'all do y'all best. And let God take care of the rest. We want to thank y'all for coming on. Listen, thank you, Chris Wooten, for coming on. Hey, like I always say to everybody, y'all, I love y'all. Thank y'all. Peace, love, happiness, and we is out. <laughs> I know that I'm different, self-motivated, self-disciplined, yeah. I learned from my experience. I just want someone to take me serious. Real questions that I ask, how long will solo trip last I'm content with being alone in the past but it's changing and it's something I can't grasp turn off my phone I'm in my zone so now I'm acting different I'm to myself I'm in my head mapping out this life I'm living shadow work on myself I done already seen hell can't fit in so I rebel but I don't miss a beat I don't miss a beat